All right, here we are, the Audible's on the air, same cast of characters, Kimbo Camber here, John Jimmy, Joe Rose. And hey, Joe, welcome back from vacation, yeah, bro. Yeah, Joe. Honest to God. Hey, man. Huh? I got a little tied up on the last one. So Were you? Got, yeah. Oh, I thought you were It going. wasn't a vacation. Oh, okay. Joe, Joe burns that candle at both ends. He you know, does. It no, had to do with money, though. <laughs> it, well, I, no, no, I guarantee it, it has always something to do with money. Do with Let money. me tell you, well, I know if Joe doesn't show up for something, someone else is paying him more money. <laughs> that's I what, know that for a fact. That's what it came down to, and Bo knows me, so I can't lie. You're exactly no, right. Money. money. So, I, I, you, know, you, you know, I've known Joe for a long time. It takes a while to figure out Joe, you know? And, and I remember for a while, I'd, I'd call him up and... You know, I'd leave a message or whatever, and he wouldn't answer, wouldn't call back or anything. I said, damn, Joe. Just... So finally one day I called him up. I said, hey, Joe, uh, I, I need you to give me a call back. I got, I, I got someone's got an event. He wants to pay you $2,500. Ten even... seconds later, my phone's <laughs> ringing. Joe's like, hey, hey, Bo, what you got? I, go, I ain't got shit. <laughs> I just need to give a call back. That's all. That's a true story, by the way. The sad part is that's true. Because Nat Moore does that same thing to him. Well, you know, I thought Danny might have taught that to you. Because Danny says he doesn't call you back because you should know I love you. Right. And, and if you right. really need me, say, like, you're dying or right. you're on right. the side right. of the Something road. Real bad. <laughs> yeah, but you're looking real... for small talk, no, don't no. try to you're get it. You're not going to get it. All right. So, anyway, that's 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 put to bed. And uh, we're getting back at it now. Uh, uh, we're going to have an opportunity to, to catch up, hopefully, with uh, with Coach Gaze. I'm not sure if his schedule is going to allow him to come in or not today. But hopefully, we can uh, we can catch him. Uh, for a little bit, but uh, it's kind of time now. Guys are out there getting close to OTAs. Coaches are allowed out in the field now. They can throw balls around. They can do some things. And so we're really starting to get a feel for, you know, where this team is and, and what's going on around here in the building. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people on the outside and, you know, they're kind of looking at this team and what they've done and not giving this team a lot of respect. But, but I, think, I think when you talk to people in this building, uh, I think the attitude about what this team can be this year is, you know, I, I just get a feeling that people believe this is a team that can achieve more than everybody in the outside is, is pointing at them. Oh, I agree with that. I, I'm, Bo, nobody's expecting much. We've got 15 one yep. o'clock games. Let's start yep. with yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That doesn't well, tell you a lot. If that doesn't tell you what the league thinks about your right. team, then, then you're missing the boat. And, and then Vegas got them at six wins, second lowest number outside of two teams at five and a half, one yep. being, you know, I mean, so, so yeah, we, we know how everybody feels. I like the way they filled in everything so far. Some guys got to stay healthy, and we got to get some other guys to produce. I like the draft. The draft's been taking yeah. uh, a little hit here from time to time with this crap out about the owner getting involved in all this stuff with this first-round pick. But I, I like what they've done. I think they've got some potential, some real playmakers, and it's got to work out. But I think they'll put them in good situations. Yeah, well, I, th I think this is a. Th I think the thing, if you if you want to kind of capsulize it to me. And I think what, what Adam Gaze and, and Chris Greer and, and, and Mike Tannenbaum were trying to get this franchise to is a, is a we franchise instead of a me franchise. And, and I think that's kind of where they are now. I think they're more, much more of a, of a we team than they are a, a me team. Well, this is a team also, Bo. I, I think you're right. And that goes back to the locker room, the yeah. culture, all the stuff you try to do in the offseason. But this, this squad, this roster had a lot of needs mm -hmm. and had a lot of deficiencies. And I think through the draft and through free agency and through some of these guys that we may not even know now, these undrafted free agents that come in that, you know, can fill a role on this football team, they've been able to identify, yeah, linebacker needed some help. We got some help. Uh, tight end needed a lot of help. Got some help. Defensive tackle needed some help. Yep. Went out and got and signed a guy that has experience, had his best year last year in Akeem Spence. So you're starting to fill in those vacancies, the, just those lines with no names, 
and getting guys that can fill a role on this football team. Because as you both said, you know, you look at the Vegas numbers, you look at guys talking about the draft, you look at uh, projecting wins and losses. The Miami Dolphins aren't where you think they might be, but when you're in this building and you're talking, I think every, all 32 teams yeah. got to be thinking right now, we got a chance. Yeah. We've got a chance. We've improved from where we were. Some teams might have stayed status quo, but they didn't need, there's not a whole lot not of they room to go. Right. Dolphins have a lot of room to go on that ledger. The National Football League is is the league of hope, though, isn't it? It every is. Every draft. Hey, man, we, we, got, we a got a chance. We got a wild card. Night. Yeah. You know what? We're, we're Yeah, you. everybody thinks they can get in. Yeah, right. there's and look, and, and we're no different. You know, you know, you, new faces, changes, attitude changes, all these different things. Uh, and it's easy to look at it now, but, you know, it, it, it's, it, it all comes down to, to September when they kick this thing off on the 9th and get going there, uh, that, that's, when it, that's when it all counts, and that's when the rubber hits the road. And, and I, think this, I think this team is going to be – I think this is going to be a pretty exciting team. I think offensively you're going to see the ball spread around a little more, which is certainly something they want to do. Love the, love the group of running backs they have back there now that, that can go out and, and do multiple things for you, uh, wide receivers. And defensively, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing a very aggressive pass rushing team, especially when you bring in a Micah Fitzpatrick uh, and you got those young guys in that secondary – that have that have, uh, that have been around now for a couple of years, getting better and better. You know they're pretty. They're pretty. When I look at that secondary, Joe, I, I, to me they're pretty deep, much more deep than they've been in the last couple of years. I think a lot of this is going to come down. Matt Burke's got to put. You, yep. you, you got a real uh, a safety that can do a lot of different things. It's going to be Matt Burke's job to put all these guys from the rotation guys, the defensive end. It's going to be his job to put those guys in the best situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, down in distance to get the most out of this group and improve over last year. I think so. I, th- I think you're going to see a lot of change in scheme. I think you're going to see multiple schemes mm-hmm. on defense where you might see one linebacker in the game in certain plays. You may yep. see two a lot, you know, 60, 70% of the time. And as you said, Bo and Joe, the, the corners, they're only going to get better as those edge guys create more pressure. Yep. And as you, if you can create more pressure, those guys look like all yep. pros yep. every play. Correct. You know, so they, they cut down on time and space. Those guys are going to get better, but they've gotten better on their own. You yep. look at the, the jump that X made yep. from two years ago to, to last year. It'd be nice staying if, healthy. if Tank can make that if, same if jump. If Tank can even get close. Yep. If Tankersley can get close to that jump, I mean, I've got some, got some stuff on the outside. Amazing, isn't it, though? A year ago, we were talking about Tankers Lee was going to need at least a year to yeah. develop. Season. Get him Some injuries season. and everything else. Now, Boom. here he is. We're going, man, how much better can he get in year two? Right. He, I agree with he you was guys. He was inactive one of the games. That's right. And then, and then a week later, he's, he's, he's starting. starting over yeah. in London. We yeah. know he's starting. I played in a golf tournament in Georgia for the Chick-fil-A Bowl uh, about a week and a half ago and got to talk to Dabo Sweeney. And yeah. I said, hey. Give a, he gave me some nickname. I got to right. ask. I got to get. He got a nickname for Tank, but he said, "I said, what kind of player was he when he was a freshman and a sophomore? Because yeah. he kind of rode that scale. It took him a little while to get there." He said, "Yeah, this guy was just a, a go hard, try hard guy. He yeah. always had speed, but his talent didn't match his speed to begin with. Then he started getting more exposure and he got better and he got better and he got better. And I think he told me, he said, "You're going to see that as a pro." He hasn't, his best football is ahead of him. Yeah. And he's going to get better and better because he's going to start taking in bits and pieces mm-hmm. of what he yeah. sees around him and apply it to his game. And there's one thing he's got that you can't teach is speed. Yeah. That and experience, I think it's going to put him right up there. Yeah. He's looking, he's coming in. It's his job. 
Yeah, Somebody no got to beat me it. out. You guys been yeah, yeah. injured and had it before. It's my job right now. And you don't think Bobby McCain's back there, like, licking his chops? And let me let me take a shot at that. I, 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 want, I want to get my chance out there. And, look, I'm an inside guy, but I proved last yeah, year I could play, play outside. outside yeah. too. Well, let me get out there and do it. And, and you know, you got uh, Lippitt coming back from an injury. Now we'll have to see how he responds coming back from what he had, an Achilles injury. Right. See what he does right. coming back. That's a, a tough thing for a cornerback to come back from. But as well as he played that year before, uh, I, I just think the competition yeah. and the – Competition leads to better play up front with your starters and that depth, that competition also fills out your depth uh, to where it hasn't been in a long time. N- now, now, now the area of concern to me is, is that linebacker spot uh, because, you, you know, you got two guys right now. You got Jerome Baker coming in who I'm, I'm kind of penciling in as that third guy. And if you do, you probably got three starters you know, of the top three picks in this, in this draft. And, and I, Minka, I don't, care if he, I don't care if he's on the field for that first down. He's going to be a starter because he's going to play right. 40 to 50 plays no matter what because exactly. it would nickel dime all the all the multiple packages and spread offenses and empty backfields and stuff. That's right. You, you got to have five or six DBs back there that can can get out and get the job done. It's the same way on tight end. You know, if yep. you're looking for Gasicki, oh, he's not out there on the first set, set of downs. What's going on? Yeah. Right. Well, it's a different personnel package, yeah. Yeah. right? But this guy is going to be able to play just about anywhere along yeah. the tra- traditional Y, get him split out, get him outside mm-hmm. as an X and Z, get him matched up on some smaller corners. There's going to be things that you're going to do offensively and defensively with this draft class that might not say, well, he's the starter, right. but you're going to see a, a significant play chart or play time for each one of those guys. Well, I think the they top. got a situation with guys offensively. You take the tight end posi- position, uh, Gasecki and, uh, and the kid Smythe. Uh, you know, they, they love – Adam loves, he loves, a two, loves two tight ends, loves three tight ends. Put those two tight ends in there. You can run or throw. Gives you the run-throw option. Same thing in the backfield. If you put Frank Gore back there with, uh, with uh, Kenyon Drake, you got run pass with, with both right. of those guys both in there. Catch it. So you got multi, you know, guys that you can put out in the field, multiple guys at the same position to give you different things that can do different things. And just as a guy like, like Coach Gaze that likes to have options out there, likes to find those mismatches, it just gives him more opportunities to find those mismatches out on the field, whether it's from the running back position or the tight end and spot. And I, I think he found that last year with Grant. You yeah. know, everybody penciled Grant in as a slot receiver. But this guy thrived when he went to the outside because that corner knows one misstep, one false step, and I'm beat. Yeah. If, I, if I guess wrong, I'm beat on this guy. So you, you right now you create a little bit of a cushion, so you're allowed to throw those quick screens. You're allowed to throw some – quick game and now you're allowed to do a double move and get by a guy that that that's the type of thing you want to threaten with the tight ends with the corners with all those guys you want to be able to create that stuff because it gives you an advantage as a play caller offensively you get into multiple sets as you said Bo with three tight ends you can do a lot of things but it just gives you more to choose from now the big thing is we're talking about young guys can they handle it all in year one you know how much can you get to you know, and I think these college kids are exposed to a lot more than probably we were, yeah. you know, coming out at this point. They've been in every type of offense you can know to mankind. Coaches have changed, so you go through multiple offenses yeah. as a either a quarterback or a tight end or a wide out. So uh, you want to be able – that's why this week's important for the rookie class. You get in, you get your eye patch. You get in, yeah. you get in the classroom. Yeah. You get on the field. You're able to do some things, and you get to see where you fit in. But you also look – you know, you look at – you know, I, I know going back to the old, you know, no stone unturned, you know, that led to, you know, oh, I got this guy that we found in North Dakota State, whatever. <laughs> right. You know, no, no. 
Alabama, Penn State, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Arizona these guys State. Are, these, yeah. guys, these are guys that are ready to step in at, <laughs> and play. They played at the highest level possibly in college football. Played in some of the biggest games possible in college football. These guys, to me, are the, the top three guys to me are plug-and-play guys. You know, unless Jerome Baker just too small, right. gets pushed around, and this and that. I, I think those three are, are plug, plug them in and let them go. Got a fast group. Uh, I did notice on that draft, he, he went out and got some guys yeah. that can run. Obviously, potential for, for big plays, but well, we got to have some guys in yeah. the rotation you know, and, the and, good, and playing for sure. The good thing is, too, you guys have mentioned this before, when you get a guy like Fitzpatrick, he's been coached by Saban. You don't think yeah. he's introduced him to every scheme possible yeah. as a defender. You look at Ohio State, you don't think Greg Schiano as a defensive yeah. coordinator has been able to expose this kid to every type of scheme Pretty good names possible. for defensive yeah. coaches so, right, right there. you got Kirby two. Smart probably that had a fingerprint on him. Jeremy Pruitt that yeah. had a fingerprint on Fitzpatrick. So you get a lot of guys that yeah. expose them to different types of defenses that – it might not be that much of a culture change right. or, or a learning curve when they get to this level. You know, uh, you can, uh, you guys, uh, Joe, I got to tell you, by the way, last week, want to let everyone know out there, they can get involved with the program. Uh, just send their questions in. They can go Facebook. They can go Twitter each and every week. Uh, last week, John and I, we had to put a, we had to put a couple guys in timeout. Oh, no, because they're, they're in the corner. Because their questions were yeah. so goddamn stupid. They were bad. They, they were out. We put them in the corner. Timeout. They're out for their, so they're banned for a month. Joe, you would have banned them too. Before they come back. You would have banned them too. They must have been on my talk show because I get all those same dummies calling in all the time too. Yeah, Yeah, no questions. Hey, Hey. all this stuff we've been talking about, look who's here. (laughs) Look who's here, (laughs) Finally. The man that got all the answers. Joe, how long have we been asking to get this guy on the show? Huh? Oh, Two years while. now? A couple been, years it's, now? It's been a while. Huh? How many steps do we figure it is from that? It's, uh, not 364. Not so much that he can't I, come I, on our goddamn show a little more. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It ain't that goddamn far out there. I always notice we go in there and grab lunch afterwards. He's always right there at the well, lunch table. Well, he didn't table. miss that lunch. Coach, yeah. can you believe this? Yeah, Coach Adam Gaze with us. I, I didn't realize that this was, you could swear on this show. And yeah, yeah, you could say whatever you yeah. want in this uh, show. Uh, oh, he said new rules. We got all new rules because of both. Well, I, I was there when the Facebook Live incident happened. When <laughs> oh, we're doing the, the, <laughs> that was pretty the good, retirement, the, the one-day signing, and, and he's dropping F-bombs, and I'm going, <laughs> pretty sure that he Maybe doesn't realize he's You got quiet, didn't you? Like, Good thing everybody's in school. Yeah. Hey, it's my show, Coach. I do what the f- I want. It's just that simple. That's all. That's all I, I can know. say. I know. I know. We'll see if hey, I can right, let, let, just keep it clean here. There you go. Hey, uh, let's get back. You guys are finally finally got your players on the field. You guys are able to go out. They're through the conditioning phase. But now they're throwing the ball and getting around. OTAs coming around. You get a chance to kind of look at this team, Coach. And, and you know, we've all heard it. We, we've kind of watched it during this offseason. Guys leaving. Guys coming in, and we were talking about a little bit early in the program where it seems to me that you're looking for a team that instead of being a, a, a me team, is a we team. And you feel like you got more of those guys on this roster now than, than you have in the past? It's always an interesting process to go through when you're trying to build the right team for this coming season, plus at the same time make sure that we're setting things up for down the road. And, you know, last year was a year where we did have a – a lot of guys, whether it be free agency or, or contracts, where we had to either adjust or, or we needed to move on. And it was really, we got that foundation started, and this was a year for us to put the pieces in, together in, in that locker room and make sure that we put a team together that was really going to be together. And, and it might not be 
the names that everybody's looking for in, in fantasy football when they're picking teams, but it's a team that plays together and, and can go out every Sunday and, and put us in the best position. When we get to the fourth quarter and it's a big moment in the game that they're going to execute and they're going to do the right stuff. How important is this offseason stuff? I'm, I'm not going to use the word culture because it's been beaten up this offseason, but for you, uh, for the, the overall success for the season starting now? I, I, I really I enjoy it because it's kind of the lead into the OTAs. And I, I do like the way that when they did, redid the CBA, I do like that they made it to where we had to say, you're doing strength and conditioning first. You're meeting first. That kind of made life a little bit easier for coaches because they gave us a nice template to this is how you need to do it. And, you know, everybody kept talking about the negatives and everything, but there was a ton of positives that came out of this to where Dave and his staff could get their hands on these guys before we ever went on the field. So we're not running go routes the first day a guy gets on campus because he's going to have two weeks of really grinding it out with, with with the strength and conditioning staff. And then plus we get them in the meeting room and we're just meeting. We're watching film. We're going over things. We're having discussions and trying to get everything mentally kind of sharp before we step on the field. And that's, to me, it's if you take this the right way and you take everything serious and you look to improve, you can make some big strides here in these this five-week period before you hit OTA. When you hit OTAs, like guys feel like they've been doing it for a minute, but they haven't been spending it. It's not going against another guy. You're right. going to do everything on air first. It, it, what, what made you change up your offseason? All the places that you've been, uh, going into your thir- third year now as a head coach, how did you come up with the way you wanted to craft the offseason and it works best for the Miami Dolphins? It takes a little longer to realize what's fitting and, and, and what's not and who, who's who. You, you know, you, you think you can just figure out a guy very quickly. It, it takes some time. Sometimes it takes one or two years to, to really figure out who are your foundation pieces, who do you want to move on from, you know, who do you want to build around. And I feel like Chris has done an unbelievable job with who he's brought in with the draft. It's been the right type of guys. I, I, we have everybody from these draft classes to so one, one guy. Right. One guy is left here. And all the rest of these guys have either been on a roster, been on a practice squad, been active at some point, contributed in some point over the last two years. So we feel like we're building through the draft. And this year we were actually able to add pieces in free agency that a lot of us have had experience with these guys. You know, guys that have come from successful backgrounds. You know, we were able to trade for a couple guys where they fit what we do and we, we have coaches on the staff that have worked with these guys before. So when you got a coach that vouches for a guy as a Robert Quinn, you feel like he's already been here. Right. And he feels like he's a part of it right when he walks through the door because he, he knows people here. You know, Spence, where, same way. That, right? I mean, that's, you know, that, you know, that took a, that was a long couple months. We had been talking about doing this for a long time and it was just kind of going back and forth. And then when it kind of gets around draft time, Everything comes to a halt. Yeah. And then after the draft, we were able to kind of kick that back in the year, and it happened quickly. And, and we, we were excited because I know Chris Kacarek was fired up because he felt like that he was a guy a that he had helped, helped develop, and, and he, was, he was playing in a defense which wasn't really built for him. You know, it was like kind of the 3-4 read and react right. type, and this kid's an attacker. He's get up the field, cause disruption. He fits in what we do really well. Coach, you've been around this league a long time. You've been with other head coaches. You've been with a lot of – great players in this league, quarterbacks that have really done big things in this league uh, during your time. 
What have you learned in two years about being a head coach that maybe you didn't expect or that you had to adjust to and, and, and learn that aspect of the game? Whole new position, although you've been around a lot and you've kind of formulated your ideas from a lot of different people, how long has it taken you to get comfortable in your role where you're at right now? I don't know if, it, if it's really comfortable. I, I would say when you get put in a different position, you have different responsibilities. You have to you have to handle things a little different. You know, when you're an offensive coordinator and something happens on the defense, you're kind of like, oh, it sucks for them. But you're worried yep. about right. your side, yep. and you're like, hey, maybe we got to score more points. When you're the head coach, now you're – you're concerned with anything that goes on on either side of the ball, all three phases, coaches, players, staff in the building, you know, working with personnel. There's just a lot of moving pieces. You you feel like you're going from one thing to the next. There's never any – you're never just sitting there not yeah. doing anything. You know, you're not you're – not, you're not looking for work. I, yeah. I'll put it that way. And, you know, I think last year was – as tough as it was, it was valuable because – I'm not sure too many things that we went through last year are really in the head coach's handbook. Mm -hmm. And you have to figure out on the fly, how do we handle this? What do we got to do? How do we get back on track? And we had moments there where it looked like we were heading in the positive direction. And then, you know, we, we, we didn't come through those last, those last three games. And I think it was a good experience for our guys to realize, like, this is what it takes. Like, you go to playoffs year, that, that first year, and we talked about it all offseason. We talked about it in the training. Nobody cares what you did the year before. Like, it's, it's everybody's zero and zero. Jacksonville's a great example of it. For, for all the years that they struggled, none of those guys in that locker room cared what anybody else thought. They went, all right, everybody thinks we're going to win three to five games, and we feel like we're going to do something different. And they did, and, and they were one game away. They were one drive away right. from really doing something that nobody else yeah. thought they could do. And that's all it takes. It takes a, a group of guys that believe in each other. It takes a group of guys that want to work together, come in every day. When you kind of start building that chemistry to where guys are hanging out in the afternoons in the offseason or if guys are spending time during the season when we break meetings and all of a sudden you got the linebackers sitting in the room together for two hours watching film, talking through calls, those are things that it's hard to force guys to do. They just kind of have yeah. to do it. Like, they have to want to do it. It's, it's more, you know, that's how you create something different. Let's talk about the hot topic. Your quarterback every day, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, health, how he's coming along, what you expect. Well, he's been, he's been throwing with the group. And, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing what, where, it's, where it's gone medically, you know. And, and I know I've, I've said this on, to you before as far as, when you played, when a guy got one of those, it was you weren't sure. Was he coming yeah, back? Were, was he going to be the same? Was he going to be different? Was he going to be as fast? We had. It was a career ender. I mean, you know, for really for the most part, it was a career ender back in the day. Right, and now yeah. it's you see these guys that they they have an ACL, and you don't know it by the second year they come yeah, off of it. Right. And, yeah. and it's amazing what the doctors can do nowadays. And you know, I don't want to sit, sit here and say I can't tell anything because I'm I'm not looking for it. If 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 I ever bring it up to him. He gives you a look like you, you said something very inappropriate to him because he, he takes a lot of pride. He's rehab extremely hard. He's, he's been really grinding, and, and not only physically but mentally. I, I think he did a great job last year of taking it all in. He took a step back. He tried to help where he could, but at the end of the day, he took a step back and, and just tried to process, okay, what would I do different here, or, or right. why is he doing this? And he, I think he asked himself a lot of good questions to where now – he goes in this, and when we when we go over plays or we talk about schemes or concepts, 
you can see he's going, this is why we're doing this. This is why we're doing it. He knows the why behind everything that we're trying to do. I just feel like you're exactly right because people forget how good Ryan played in this yeah. offense just 18 months ago or 20 months ago or 24 months ago. And as a play caller, not only as a head coach, but as a play caller, with a high percentage of your targets gone now from the team, does it feel like an open book for you a little bit more? You've got Drake in the backfield who can do a number of different things. You, you've got uh, a number of different options on the outside. And now with the draft, you've got a couple of different options at Y and at a, at a flex position for tight end. Do you feel like it's more of an open book for you as a play caller this year? I do. I, I, I feel like we have a lot of different body types. And we have a lot of guys that have different skill sets, which is it's fun to be a play caller in that situation because it really opens things up. It makes it hard on the, hard on the defense. I mean, I know we talk about Drake, but now all of a sudden you throw Frank Gore in there. Right. You know, you, you throw the tight end group we already have, which we, we have a good group of athletic guys. Now you add two rookies in there and the two wide receivers that we have returning this year. And now all of a sudden you add Danny and you add Albert, and then you got a good group of young guys to where they're competing to see Hey, is there somebody that's going to be the next guy? Or who's if somebody goes down, who's stepping up? And, and those guys competing every day and, and fighting for a spot. And we have so many guys that are special teams capable, which is now you it's don't huge. have to hear Rizzy saying, <laughs> well, this guy <laughs> can do anything special. That's like my biggest thing. Right. When, when I look at it and I say, all right, between our tight ends and the halfbacks, there's one guy in that whole group that's not out. that doesn't play, right. play special teams, and that's Frank. Right. And that's exciting to have because now you're not looking at Hey, he's just up because special teams or just offense. I mean, you got some flexibility there. And I think the way that Chris really helped organize a lot of this stuff in free agency and in, in, the, in the draft, it, it's given us a lot of flexibility. Coach, they're going to do tight end. The kid Gusecki comes in from Penn State, a uh, very talented guy. <clears throat> what, what, is, what is, let's not say him in particular, but what is a tight end like that that's got the ability to flex out run down the field, athletic, go up after a football, high point the ball, do all those types of things, very effective in the red zone. What is having a guy like that? And this team's been looking for that guy for quite a while. What does having that guy in your offense do for you? You, you look at it as matchups. And when you get in third down in the red zone, a lot of times you're going to get you know, one or two things. You're, you're going to get some form of man, which now if you have a guy that can win versus man, especially on third down and it's a tight end, he's going against a safety or a linebacker. That's a matchup advantage right. for, for us. You get in the red zone, you, you make him decide. What are you going to do? You're going to play. And a lot of teams are they're either bringing the house or they're dropping everybody. And if they're bringing the house, that means it's one-on-one. -on -one. And if that guy misses the tackle, it's a touchdown, which our tight ends now currently, that's a, that's a good matchup for us. And if they play zone and you start moving guys around, and all of a sudden you put Devontae inside or Kenny, you put some speed, now he's on a linebacker, now you're causing more problems. And you really put the defense in a bad position to where they're trying to figure out what's the best way to defend these guys. The more guys that you have that are able to create plays or make plays when their number's called, the harder it is for the defense. And we just want to make it to where they never know who that guy's going to be that game. And I, I guess I just see it as it's probably going to be a different guy every game. There'll probably be one guy that somebody says, wow, he had a big game. Well, he might not mm -hmm. the next game because right. somebody else might have a big game. And it's, you know, it's kind of that game of cat and mouse a little bit of who's going to be the guy that steps up that game. Let's talk about, I call him your pet project on, in the morning sometimes, Devontae Parker with all that talent. And people are like, oh, we haven't seen it. The injury, can't play through. 
You've seen it. He's teased us with us at times. What have you talked to Devontae Parker about the most, if anything? You know, he's had a little bad luck. You know, we felt like things were going really well last year. He had a really good camp. Things were, were, were really trending in the right direction. And then he gets the ankle, which it was legitimate. I mean, he had a high ankle sprain, which anybody that knows that has to move around. It's, you're not playing guard. Like, right. you're not That's working right. in the phone booth. Like, you have right. to be able to move. You have to be able to defend yourself. You've got to be able to jump accelerate and and it's a tough one to come back from and, and i'll say this and he proved it to me the year before when he when he had the back he plays he'll play through pain it's just as a play caller you're trying to figure out where is he at mm -hmm. and what can he do where can he help us where what do i need to avoid you know there's a lot of things that go into that and it's just when you see him on the field in your mind you're going oh he's when he's 100, percent you you kind of throw a lot of the things out the window, and you're saying like, just get, get him the it ball. To him. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Just it doesn't matter what you call it, doesn't matter how many guys are on him, just get him the ball. And when he gets banged up, then you're trying to measure like where where's he at really. And you know he's done a great job so far this off season. Is he's really been one of the guys that's trying to do things on his own. He doesn't need somebody to hold his hand and take him here and do this and eat like this and do the. He's doing things on his own. And, and that comes with maturity, too. I mean, he was drafted as a – he was young. And he's been doing it now for – what is this, his fourth season? Yeah. So, you know, sometimes it takes a second to be like, okay, I know how to do this and I've been doing it and I don't need somebody to tell me I need to do this. He's, he's doing things on his own and trying to find ways to, to get better on the field. I think he has more of a purpose when he comes out on the practice field. I'm going to work on this today. I think Kenny's done a good job of guiding him in the right direction without – holding his hand and telling him this is what you need to do. He's been trying to show him the right things to do. And that's another Huge. great example of having a guy that's been around for a minute in his second contract that knows exactly how we want to do things, is the leader of that room. And then adding a guy like Danny, who's done it, played in big time games and made big plays in big moments. And those guys watch him at 32 years old and, and he, he runs every route like this might be the last one. Mm -hmm. And when guys see that, it just picks up the whole the whole environment of those wide, that wide receiver group because you watch a guy like that, play practice like that, you raise your level. You got the rookies coming in this weekend, get a chance to see them for the first time. You even haven't, haven't even had your first pick in, in town since you, since you made the pick, so you'll see him this weekend. Uh, Micah Fitzpatrick, uh, certainly a guy you're looking forward to seeing. I think every, all of us are looking forward to, to seeing this guy because uh, from, from everything you've heard, I mean, this guy's the real deal uh, and can do a lot of different things for you. As far as Minka and the, and the rest of the draft is concerned, feel pretty happy about that when that, that draft was over, when Saturday, Saturday night was, was all wrapped up and, and you saw what you got? You know, we, we had, it's like anything else. You put a game plan together and it's a little, a little more uncontrollable because yeah. you, you never really know what another team's thinking. You're, you're looking at, well, they need this and need this, but sometimes when guys fall, they take a, a position you didn't expect. And... Just watching our personnel department, the way they went about this, the, the, the plan that they talked about executing and then being able to actually do it. I mean, we, we did exactly what those guys talked about the entire time they went through the draft. We need to do this. And it was, it was amazing to watch how it fell into place exactly the way they kind of scripted it out. And, and you have to get a little lucky sometimes when that happens. I think, you know, Taking the tight end there, like a lot of people might have thought, like, well, do you wait? Why wait? We liked them. Yep, we had right. a plan, no, and I'm we went you and, 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 you know, our guys pulled the trigger. And it, it, it was awesome to kind of just see how the interaction was going on with the scouts and the, and the 
you know, the national scouts and the directors and Chris and Mike and all those guys kind of working together. And, and, you know, sometimes in my position, you got to take a step back, let them do their job. Mm -hmm. You do your part of the evaluation, but this is where, this is their game day. Yeah. You know, and watching those guys execute it, that was, that was a, that was a great experience to watch. And, And now we feel like we're in better position. We feel like, we got some depth this year. You, you feel some competition and, and guys going to push each other and, and these rookies are only going to help us. I think it's great being in a position you're at because you don't have to listen to the outside noise. You, you're focused on he the guys. He hears it though, John. No, don't he worry. doesn't hear it. He, doesn't he hears hear some it. of that stuff. Don't I don't worry. think so. Just, just, well, just, 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 just you. Just you. It's For hard some not reason, to listen. your stuff comes back to you. <laughs> so let me ask you, so you'd rather listen to, so you'd rather listen to Big O than Joe? Is that it? I don't listen to anything. I get told things. I can't. I, I stay in a box. I, I, hey, I stay in your cocoon because yeah. you're in charge of it. And I think that's you're the leader of this of this organization because a lot of the pundits, a lot of the people setting bars on what teams are going expectations, yeah. uh, quite frankly, don't speak highly of the Miami Dolphins. And I think that's a great angle to come into the game as a head coach and as a staff and as a player of this organization because you have something. It's not really to prove. You already know what you want to do, but you want to go out and do it as a group. And it's not it's not me doing it. It's us doing it. And I think that's a great rallying cry, no matter what level of football you play, whether you're playing high school football or you're playing it at the highest level. I think that's important that a team has that. Well, I think we that, that first year, and it took us a minute to kind of get there, that's what we were. The reason why we were winning games and coming back at the end, and, and, and it was a different guy. I mean, I don't even know how many times somebody different scored the game-winning touchdown. I mean, it was like four games in a row. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we lost that last year. We just met some challenges that we didn't step up to and handle the right way. And to me, I look at it as those were good things for us to go through to get to where we need to get and to improve as an organization and improve as a team and to see – Kind of the way our guys are working this offseason, it's 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 a it's a straight head down grind. You don't hear much. You hear guys talking to each other, trying to help each other improve and and, and push through this process. But you just hear guys talk thinking Work. about how are we going to get better. And when you f- start feeling that, and especially as a coach, you get excited when you step in front of that group. And you know when I get to install stuff on the offense, I'm fired up to be in there because I'm watching these guys and how they're taking notes and. And paying attention, asking questions, and you know, Devontae might bust my like that's my favorite part is when he starts right. coming at mm-hmm. me because you know it took a while to kind of get, get him, him going a little way, bit. Right, right. Now it's like now I'm like, I yeah, I got you. Like I don't I, <laughs> I don't need it today, you know. Please but, don't tell me he's a chatterbox. He he he'll he'll if you get him going every once in a while you'll start hearing him talking and then you'll be like, he's not gonna stop. You must have to prod him pretty hard to get him going. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, he will bit. like if you listen closely when they're doing the wide receivers individual stuff, right. if they start doing anything that's competing against one another, because yeah. him and Kenny will go against each other in certain yeah. drills, mm-hmm. you'll start if you listen, you will start hearing him chirping at Kenny. Yeah. And wow. Kenny will egg him on a little bit. Yeah, right, right. But, I mean, he'll start going, and now I'm like, all right, he's going to be talking all practice. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then X, will, X can get him going a little bit. If X holds him early yes. in practice, then it's you'll over. really start then hearing him Then we get going. going. I got so, you. And it's fun to watch him kind of, like, grow and become that, you know, the guy that you want him to become. And, and you know, his, his main goal is you just keep working and doing the right things, and good things will happen. Coach, this league, and, and we saw it uh, two years ago, um, 
every game's decided on the last drive. It seems like the vast majority, I don't know what the number is, I'm sure you know the number, but the vast majority of these games are, are decided, won or lost on, on that last drive, whether you kick that field goal, whether you make a stop defensively. And, and you kind of walked that tightrope two years ago, and more times than not, you came on the right side of it. You know, and, and I kept saying, you know, you may have a better team this next year, maybe not win as many, because, because every game is so tight. N- knowing that's a situation, you feel, you feel more comfortable with this group of guys as you mold them as you want to do th- going through training camp. They're going to be more prepared in that situation when it is fourth down and you got the football and there's two and a half minutes to go. You don't need to score points, but you need to run that, run that clock down. Or vice versa, you got to make that big stop or come up with that big turnover that, that these guys are the guys that you want your – that you feel are going to be ready to step up in those situations because it seems like every damn game comes down to that. I think right now the way that these guys are working and trying to build that camaraderie that that you're always looking for when you're going into a season, that gives us our best chance to win. It's really getting hard, and some people might say, "Ah, I really don't like this. This is uncomfortable for me. I think we got a lot of guys that are going to be running into the fire. And I think a lot of guys are going to be saying, I want to make the play. And that's, that's what you want. You want guys that want that situation because that's what it is. Really, at the end of the day, the end of those games, however it starts, that's why I, I, you know, I've gotten this question by somebody at this table quite a few times, oh, you never score in the first quarter. Who gives a shit? All right? The end of the, score, end of the yeah. game is all that matters. And, you know, sometimes, well, we, we kick off every game. We're on, we're, on, yeah. we're on defense every time. So we might have one less possession. The entire season adds up after a while. You know, yeah, I'd love to score on the first drive of every game too. But, it, you know, at the end of the day, the final score is all that matters. And I really think when it comes down to it and you get in that last eight minutes of the game, you got to find guys that are, are willing to step up and, and really want that, want that ball. I think it was taking a shot, shot at you. I don't think it was me. That wasn't a shot. It was right here. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a shot. That was a direct. <laughs> that was, that was, what what do you a, really think it was <laughs> you? Of course it was me. <laughs> How are you uh, on the backup quarterback situation? Is that an open competition? You just signed Bryce Petty to go with the other two guys with Osweiler and Fells. How do you treat that? You know, originally we, we were kind of looking into going three, and and I think that when we kind of got after the draft and, and we, we weren't really sure if we, were, we wanted to go down that fourth quarterback, and, and Bryce came free, and, and there was a lot of guys around the building who were like, you know, I kind of like this guy coming out, and he's played against us, and – we know he's tough because we saw him take probably yeah. one of the worst hits oh, I've, time. I, I've ever seen yeah. in person. I thought that was brutal. I thought he was dead. Yeah. Yeah. He completed the ball, too. We keep, keep, <laughs> I've reminded the defense. It was great one hit. of the guys sits on I go, you know he completed that throw. Yeah. 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 He paid Xavier for it. Xavier goes, yeah, that, that was that all me. Yeah. So, you know, I think we got four guys. I mean, it's clear cut who our, who our guy is. And I saw a lot in David. Last year, I watched him come back in and every day fought for his professional life. He knew the day that he walked out of the building, that might be it. And I watched this kid get better and better and better. And he had an opportunity in that last week of the season. And when we went back through that and we watched this, we've watched that game a lot to just say, like, okay, where, where's he at in his progression? And I like where he's at. I feel like there's, he has something you can't coach. And he does things in there where most people will say, like, well, he doesn't move well enough. He's not – well, his timing, Balls accuracy, out. his pocket yeah. presence, he can create 
when you, you think he's sacked and all of a sudden he spins out, he hits Jakeem on that one, we get a first down. He does things that you – there's something about him. And this is kind of just me and, and when we, we talk to the coaches, you know, they're on board – Bored with it, and I'm going. Listen, I'll I'm, I'll, I'll throw I'll throw I'm my name on him because him. I trust yeah. this kid, and I think that he's going to get better. And then Brock, you know, I was probably the last guy because everybody's going like, "Hey, Brock's out there," and mm-hmm. and you know, I, it took me a minute because when it's a guy that you drafted and and he's had success at one place, and then he's had a couple bumps in the road, you know, I want nothing but success. I know our situation here, and I'm going, well, you know, how do how do I want to handle this because it's it's personal for me. You know, I mean, I, I invested a lot of time in him, and, and I care about him as a, as a guy that I've been around for a long time. And, and he came with me. I was with him when he was 20 years old. And, you know, it took me a, a minute to just wrap my head around it of, hey, we might actually we might be back together. And, you know, through a lot of conversations, we brought him in for a visit. And the fact that he, he, he didn't care what the money was, he didn't care about any of that. He goes, I want to get back in this offense. I want to get it back around the people that I want to be around, and I want to get better. And he hasn't changed in that aspect. That's how he was when we drafted him in Denver. He's just—he's—he's he's the same guy. We just—we got to just kind of mess around with a few things, and, and right away when we start talking about stuff, he goes, "I remember this," but and he just goes right through it, and he's kind of starting grooving his way back. And I see those guys just competing. Like we got a lot of reps to get through in, in this off season, and Ryan's coming through, kind of his final stages of rehab and we got to kind of you know man you know, we're going to get yeah. going to get back with the doctors yep. and kind of see what they tell us and you know <clears throat> we're trying to make sure that we do everything right and how how ryan's doctors want to do everything and you know we're going to have an opportunity to have to see we're going to be able to see these quarterbacks go with the ones and the twos and and see kind of how it separates and then when we get in the preseason let them play then, hey let them have at it and, and see who comes out on top just a, a follow-up because we get this all the time were you close to drafting anybody in any of the eight picks? Obviously, we know about the first round. Anybody you like down the road at all? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys said that. <laughs> I don't know. All right, I'll go with that. I got you. Uh, hey, uh, Coach, one thing I've, I've, I've noticed almost, almost from the first minute I, I, I spoke to you when you came in, and, and I always enjoy watching, you, you love that matchup between you and the defensive coordinator. That, that, that play calling versus defensive coordinator, because um, I've had conversations with you. It, it, it's very intriguing to me that, that, that synergy that you have, because you know all those guys. You know what they like to do. They know what you like to do. And that, that, that chess game that goes on on game day, to me, I think has got to be one of, your, one, of the, one of the most favorite parts about this game that you're, that you're involved in, I would think. I, I love it. It's, it was one of those things when – because I was a defensive guy to start yeah. working for Saban. So I always hated – I hated the offense because I'd be like, there's 101 plays and i got to drop every pass. <laughs> every run, this is going to take forever. And I would – I hated yeah. the offensive guys because they'd be doing all this different stuff in college. Hey, let's add this. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh, You know, and then you have to do a seven-overtime game and now you're never going to sleep, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I know Phil Savage has told the story about how Belichick would go over a play and it'd take 20 minutes for one play. And you talk about how he's never going to sleep. Like, well, I'm working for Belichick's defensive coordinator at the time. <laughs> and now I'm his guy. So I'm going to, I'm I know. Sleep. And Phil Savage is yeah. scouting. He's like, man, I bet you don't sleep a lot. That takes a long time to draw those plays. I'm like, you had to do that? And he's explaining it to me. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, man. But moving to the offensive side, 
when you when you're in the NFL and you get to spend as much time because in college you're you're recruiting. Yeah. In a, you're, you're not doing football all the time in pro in NFL. You're doing football every day. Yeah. Like the players aren't around for two months. Every day, you might be watching your stuff. You might be watching somebody else's stuff. You might be watching other players. You you really get to see a lot of football. And it is fun to kind of get that next step going. All right, hey, let's do this a little bit. We're built this way, so let's let's work on this. And and for me, it's it gets amped up because of who our defensive coordinator is. And me and him start going at it. And it gets started early. I mean, yeah. it doesn't, I don't even know if we get out of the building before we're, <laughs> we're talking to each other. And then it has, like, the longer that I'm – in the league, you you're, you meet most of these guys, or you have a relationship mm-hmm. with most of these guys. Like for me, playing New England was oh, that was that was a fun experience for me because Matt Patricia yep. and I are, are close, and so when we would play each other, I mean, it was it was oh, it, yeah, it was yeah. fun because there was now he's you always have a little yeah. eye contact during the game every now and then. With- I, I, <laughs> I, I, I there might have been only like one time where I might have been talking a little bit, yeah. and, and we were up. By a good amount, so. Yeah. Do you like yeah. that? Yeah. So <laughs> when you do, when you when it like when you when we played Denver and VJ being on the yeah. other side, and and I knew all those guys, like some of the guys that I coached with on offense. I mean, that's a fun experience. And even when you're playing in the division, when you know playing yeah. the Jets, and, yeah. and knowing that Todd's on the other sideline, yeah. and and knowing how good he is, and and him and how well him and Casey work together, yeah. and the and the challenge you're gonna have, like yeah. I'm going to that game, I'm gonna go. He's gonna do. 60% of this stuff, I know he's got something in the, he's he's got something there that I'm going to be totally have to adjust really fast right. because he's going to find a little little chink in the armor here and he's going to try to to bleed us out yeah. on this. So you, you got to be on your toes and you got to constantly be thinking like all right, hey, this is what we got to go to yeah. and let's do this and let's try to challenge him with this and, and that's a fun experience and, yeah. and the longer that that I've been calling plays, it's just you you really start meeting these guys at the combine and stuff yeah. and and the first thing you always want to do is when you walk up I think I said this to, to Belcher this year when he, he goes to the Giants and and he was always he's tough to go he's a tough guy to go in this because if he decides that he's bringing if, it out if you if you are not blocking pressure he right. is going to heat gonna, you yeah. up and it's yeah. not going to stop right. and I I saw him and I was like you know you're an asshole <laughs> I never really met him before like I knew him through other right. people but that was my first words to him yeah. and, and he and, and it was it was just a good icebreaker for yeah. us and and it's fun to talk to those guys too yeah. because when you when guys start moving around jobs and they're in different divisions yeah. and on different sides of the conference, you know, guys will open up a little bit yeah. and you start having just general football conversations and, and you can gain a lot of knowledge. And sure. that was something I learned. I, if this is a, a coach learning from a player, when, when getting with Peyton Manning, this was why this is one of the things that was so valuable for me. We went to the Pro Bowl in 2012. We lost in the playoffs. We're, we're the number one seed. We go to the Pro Bowl. And before we get out there, he goes, you can learn a ton here. If you listen and you ask the right questions, I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, talk to – he was like, I, I pick everybody's brain. That's right. why I knew so much about yeah. so many different guys was he talked to these guys. And it wasn't like, hey, how's, yeah. you know, how's this going for – it was, why do you do this in this situation? What are you wow. doing here? And he, he would drive probably coaches crazy, yeah. but they were enjoying it because they're not around him every day. Yeah. So, I mean, it was the same thing to where – I was just thinking of this the other day. Jason Witten was a guy that I got to spend some time with at the Pro Bowl that year and listen to him talk of why he does things and the things that he had done over his career. That was good for me because yeah. now I'm going, all right, hey, this is how I need to coach our guy right. because this is how he's thinking. This is how he's thinking. Everybody sees it a little different. Yeah. And it's good when you're a coach 
it removes you, you know, you, you're able to communicate better with your guys and, and help them get open. I think that's one thing about the league that I, that I enjoy, the, the tangents that are, that are there. Coaches that have coached with other guys, players that have played against other guys. Now they've been coaches. And, and so the, the network that goes on, I mean, you, you can't go to a game, any game, where you don't know a half a dozen people on the other side, whether it's players, coaches, and all those types of things, no matter who it is. And, and to me, I, I think that's, yeah. that's one of the enjoyable things about being around this league. That I think I, it's I, rare. I, I think there's been a few times where maybe a, a college coach came in the NFL and then he brought a lot of stuff where yeah. I'd be like, I don't, I don't, know, know, I don't know any of those yeah. guys over yeah. there. But I think that's rare because it is. It's like a one big fraternity yeah. and, and guys switch teams. And it's really about how do you put the right staff together for, for – mm-hmm for you as a head coach and then it's the players going along with that the front office and it's just finding the right combination it's just yeah. like b- building a locker room what's the right combination of guys for that team and it's the same thing with the coaching staff personnel and then there's always going to be a moving part you never stop learning right i mean it, it's always something new year to year with finding out about players finding out about even little adjustments i know you've talked we've talked a little bit about things you do a little differently this year from last year right and, and i'll i'll really Matt will love this because, and you'll love this too, Mike Martz was such an influential person for me. And he would always say something to the players, and I took it to heart. He'd say, once you think you've got it, you're right. Mm-hmm. And that resonated with me where yeah. I was like, he's right. And so ever since, when he said that, and I was young, and he's coming off the greatest show off turf, yeah. Yeah. you know, all those things, all that success, and we're in Detroit, and we're just trying to win a couple games. Right. And it, I, it, I just knew what he was saying was you constantly have to learn. You constantly have to work. Well, you have to get better every day because if you don't, somebody else is. Yeah. Well, and, it's and the old the Larry Bird that, syndrome. He would, him and Magic Johnson, yeah. I want to shoot 600 yeah. shots because I think he's shooting right. more than yeah. me. Yeah. You know? so, I mean, and the, and the, look, the game, the game continues to change. I mean, it, it changes. I mean, there's no fullbacks in the league. I mean, that's, that's a position that's almost right, obsolete. And then New England and brings the fullback. Right, yeah, exactly. yeah. Now everybody else is going. There was a time when all the NFC was a, was a four-man front, and all the NFC was a three-man front, and then it switches over. Then it goes – so it's – I mean, it's always changing. It's always morphing. New ideas. Young guys come in. Change things. And, and I think that's what, uh, you know, what, what keeps everybody in there. But it's, it's what makes – it's really what's made the league the, the best league that there is in – in sports, well, you're always going to have some kind of you're going to have rule changes, yep. which we're going to go through a little right. bit of that this year with yep. with what catch. the league is is trying. The catch is what it is. Like whatever, it is. I always just say, if you bring the ball back to the sideline, we don't have a problem. Right, <laughs> it's not it's hard. Right. Catch so, down, good. So you know, it, but just you know, when it, you know, kind of when the, <clears throat> the helmet rule, kind of when when we get yeah. the you know the description, we're going to get on that and everything, and that's kind of cleaned up and. and Will we go through growing planes as far as – that's what the preseason is for. That's yeah. what everybody wants to jump ahead. Hey, why do we play preseason? Well, there's a lot of things you got to take yeah. care of. There's a lot of right. mechanics you have to go through. And, you know, everybody's worried about injuries, but you got to play. Yeah. You have to play. Yeah. Your practice time is so limited. The games are uh, – that's, that's great competition. That's your chance to get better. Are you getting away from the game a little bit, spending time with the family? Or are yeah, you still working late? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, you know it, it's just – it depends what the week is. You know, I, I try to go – I pretty much made as, as many baseball games as I could for, yeah. for both my sons, and then I try to go to my daughter's gymnastics stuff. And, you know, when I can, I try to, you know – I know my wife wants to, hang, like, do more stuff to where we can either go yeah. out or, or, you know, hang with our friends and stuff like that. You know, we're just trying to – you know, the summer is really my best time to where I can – Oh, she loses it. you during the season. 
you're done. She does. She does. But you gotta the, take at, you gotta at, take the lady on vacation sometime, right? I mean, you gotta leave the the, the you gotta leave the three zero five nine five four at some point now. See, this is wow, where I, I like it. I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we, do. we 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 get out of town in the summer a little bit, and when we uh, you know when there's time. Canton? No, we go. We go. Don't worry about where I go. Come here, honey. I want to show you this one. Hey, we should have cut the interview short, right? You know this guy. We deleted this guy. He ran this. He ran this circle route, and goddamn it, we couldn't. But you know, it's all about your schedule is pretty much intact. It's nothing really going to come up that's going to. If you plan something, you're going to probably be able to do it. And it's just trying to figure out how do you fit every everything in as far as. You know, if you want to go see friends or friends coming here, everybody wants to come here. Right. Yeah. You know. That's right. You know. Makes it convenient. Our friends are in Denver and it's March. You're like, hey, can we? We can live we where down? you vacation. Yeah. Right. Which I'm fine with. Which is which okay. I'm fine with because yeah. I love it. Because when it's January and you hear about you're going to Pittsburgh and it's four degrees and you walk outside and it's 82. Right. right. It's pretty good. My day's gonna be pretty good. I'll trade you. So, so I'll give you this. This kind of goes along the line. We were doing this when uh, when uh, when Nick Saban was the coach here. So so we're at a pre-production <laughs> meeting with Nick. And, and Jim Mandich was, was at the time, and, and, or no, it was Greasy. And Greasy says to, uh, to Nick, he says, Nick, you, you know, you, did, you, did you do anything during the offseason? Yeah, did you vacation a little bit? He says, Nick pulls up the table and says, you know, I had the greatest weekend I've ever had. He said, Bill Belichick and I went to West Point. He said, you ever been to West Point? He said, it's beautiful up there. The river's there and the trees. It's magnificent up there. He said, so Bill, Bill and I went up there for a weekend. He said, well, what'd you guys do up there? He says, we spent two days in the room going over the two deep defense, <laughs> over the two deep zone. Never left the room, never, never went out. And, and you're thinking he's going to heal the trees and the and they went fishing and this and that. No, no, they sat there and went over the two deep zone for two goddamn days in a dorm room at West Point. He said it was the greatest vacation I've ever had. So that, that kind of that kind of You're not surprised that. by that. That kind of says it all, right? But it's not work <laughs> for us. Yeah. Like, like, no. It's just like. Anything else? Like it doesn't. It's it annoying. doesn't feel like work. It's just. It's it's fun. Yeah. And to, to him. That's a vacation for him. Yeah. I I would have chose something different, but, you know, for the most you, part, you, like you this is been, this you is been talking about the spread offense a little more than the defense. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, coach, look, we appreciate yeah, you taking you. the time out. I know you're busy, and uh, uh, but so it's been a pleasure to have you. And uh, Thanks, looking forward to looking forward to the OTAs coming up and. Seeing what the preseason holds. But by the way, uh, preseason-wise, um, your thoughts on on on, uh, on practices against teams? Uh, I always like it. It's yeah. just it's got to try to make it. It's, it's got to work right. out. Yeah. You know, it's we had a situation this year where we thought we had something worked yeah. out, and then the kind of the schedule came out. Yeah. And it really didn't work for either side, so we you know we couldn't we weren't able to do it. So I mean. When we when we got a chance to do it, yeah. I, I like going away yeah. to do it just because yeah, it was great in Philly last year. It's, a lot of it's, good work it's up there, yeah. The, I think we always we have an advantage training where we get a yeah. train in training camp because when we hit the season, I feel like we should be in better shape yeah. than every team that we play. So getting out of it for a few days, I see good in that. Yeah. But if we're if we're here and we're we're training here the whole time, I, I look at it as a positive. Yeah. I, I enjoy it because we keep moving. Yeah, like, right. well, there's no downtime no. in our practice because yeah. we know, hey, this is the amount of time that we got out there because it's going to be hot. It's going to yeah. be hard, and it really you find out who who's going who's going to fight through this when yeah. it really gets hard. Who's going to step up and who keep performing at a high level yeah. at the end of practice? And it's really a great you know measuring tool for yeah. us. Good, good, Adam. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, coach. It's a pleasure, man. Look forward to OTAs. Anytime, anytime you want to wander back here, I know it's I know it's a, you know it's well, it's three hundred across the 364 steps. 
You know, it's 364 steps. <laughs> I think steps. he comes <laughs> again. I think no, you get him again. I don't know. I he'll get come one again. shot with him. That's no. I, I, the season doesn't start for a couple months. Well, you know what, Bo? Well, we've got a, we've got a shot. If Joe goes back on vacation, we got a shot. <laughs> We're getting back to that again. That's happened with like the last three coaches. Like when's Rose? Like that? Then I'll come on. No, I enjoy it when 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 you're on, and I can. I can airing a grievance. Oh here. yeah, no, you can get all the <laughs> shots like, in like you need, man. right here. All right, guys. Well, nice to have Coach in for a little bit, huh? Well, I thought we were gonna get him for five minutes. Well, we uh, we got a talkative uh, coach ready to go today. He was yeah. relaxed, fired and, uh, up. He's ready to go. Away from the media for a while, so yeah. he was good. Yeah, good, good stuff. Hey, some other stuff, and he talked about a little bit uh, over the last uh, since the last time we were on the air. Bryce Petty talked about the quarterback coming from the Jets. You look, bring in another guy, bring in a veteran guy competition. I don't think that hurts anybody. Uh, I like the I like the, the the trade for the kid from uh, uh, the defensive tackle from uh, Detroit. Spence, Akeem yeah. Spence uh, comes in with a defensive line coach that knows him, knows what he can do, and, and can play. So I, I like the addition because there's a lot of talk after the draft. Well, you didn't get a defensive tackle. Well, that, that's a backup that's plan on that. That's yeah, res- they, that's they knew resolved. what they were doing. Yeah. Young guy. Well, like Adam said, he'd been talking to this guy for, for a month. Four months. Yeah, yeah months, they wanted yeah. to do it before the draft. Yeah, which is which is great because he had his best year last year as a yeah. lion. So you get him in. Uh, rookies are coming in this weekend. Get a chance to, to see some of these guys. And uh, you know, I'm look. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Fitzpatrick and Gasecki. We Me really too. want to see both of those guys, and along with with everybody else. And uh, the other thing, Cam Wake. Uh, Cam Wake. What's he? 65 years old. Still out there playing. <laughs> top, they come out with the top 100 players in the NFL. He's sitting there at number 74. And this guy's like the. Uh, he's like that that watch that just doesn't stop ticking. Just keeps on going. Takes. Takes Take care great of care of himself. himself. Yeah. Still has one of the great bodies in the NFL. Yep. By just imagine that, Bo. Just eating the right stuff and not drinking. Yeah, I, I, no I, shot. I, I ate crap my well, whole time. I thought that's and, what and you guys did. <clears throat> no. 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 I, I, <laughs> without getting into specifics, I really abused myself. <laughs> I continue on that plan. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, uh, so that's going to kind of, we're going to wrap it up. Hey, but let me remind you guys, you can watch this or listen to this podcast. I keep waiting for that uh, that that animation we're supposed to get in the show, but but that, that's that's They've a whole been on that's for a whole thing. You got to work coming. on that. That's a whole different story. I'm more concerned. You know, you know, what I did the other that was day. A shot, you know, it was a shot. Animation. You know what I did the other day? You know what I did the other day? I got animated the other day too, but I'm not going to get animated today. The other day, I, I I went to TuneIn Radio just to listen to yeah. the, the podcast. Right. And then I thought to myself, well, you know, it's on TuneIn Radio. It's also on the Miami Dolphins app. So I switched over to the app to see if it was. The same thing, right? How was it? Did you no, get it? it was different time. Like one started one time, one one at the oh, other time. Oh, you mean one dropped? Yeah, at a one dropped. Time. Okay. Well, when did it drop, Joe? When did they drop? Uh, we tried to drop it on Thursday. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> All of so, it. So, so yeah, so it was different on the mobile app. So then I switched over to Dolphins.com. Oh, that's a winner. You know, and, and that's it was an different. easy one. So it's different. So whenever you want to go on, even if you go on Apple Music, it just it starts as soon as you go on there, Joe. Boy, that Apple I thought Music. it was just like running. And you'd get you in just the catch middle it of midway. It. So many different ways to catch it. Yeah, so many ways to do it. Drop, catch, yeah. catch. Drop. And and you can send questions in, although we didn't enter answer. Any qu- and look, John, we're, since we didn't answer any fan questions next week, we're gonna let those guys out of out of timeout that we, we should have. Like, we yeah, you know what? But they were some of them deserved. They, they, they were bad questions. They, they were really ignorant questions. The guys aren't ignorant. Well, maybe they are, but I don't know that. But the questions were. You so they got happy. they got set in the corner. I don't know why they were calling Joe out though with some of those questions. I don't know. Was, you know. Just don't don't tell them. So you're not you're not here. You get called out. Oh, That's yeah. nice. Joe, yeah. you don't show. 
You don't know. That's how it goes. The old Joe Ryan boy. boy. Ryan and Joe that's Rose, that's it. That's been around for a long ass time right there. And if it's Joe, that means we got to go. Yo. That's it. Let's get out of here. <laughs>